listeners, and welcome to My Streaming Bubble, that podcast where I talk about the shows that I love with the people I tolerate. Back to be tolerated is my buddy Josh, and we're continuing our chat on the sitcom Grounded for Life, this time covering season two. Hey, Josh. Hey, Jen. How are you doing? Oh, not too bad. Just trying to get through 2020 and hope that 2021 doesn't suck buttholes, but we'll see. (laughs) That's about it, you know. (laughs) Kind of the huge. Oh, how's life for you guys? Oh, I think they're going just gliss. Just gliss. (laughs) That's so spank. (laughs) (laughs) I had to throw that out there. I'm sorry. I was waiting to use it. No, I love it. I love it. I almost used it on my kids the other day and (laughs) with no contact. So they would have not known what the fuck I was talking about at all. But um, for those of you that may not know or may not remember, uh, gliss is a term. It's not even a term. It's just some mouth vomit that came out of Lily's mouth as she's talking to the little hottie boom body Dean and just, you know, teenagers, you get the mumbly mouth and dumb shit comes out. I, it happens to adults too. It happens to me all the time, but yeah, gliss. And then spank. So spank was uncle Eddie's word that he brought up in season one about like, Oh, all the kids are saying it. It's so spank. And they're like, whatever. No, they're not. You're an idiot. And I'm pretty sure it gets dropped like twice in this episode. And I swear to God, I heard Dean say it. I heard Dean. I thought I heard him tell Lily that she looked spank or something. You might be right. I, but I don't remember that. I don't. Ugh. It Cause like the closed captioning popped up and it said special. And I was like, there's no way he fucking that. That did not sound like special. That <laughs> sounded like spank. So I, I think it's, I think we should make it a thing. <laughs> I'm fine with that. We'll we'll make it cool. We'll make it spank. (laughs) So yeah, season two of Grounded for Life. We're back with the Finnerty family and all their wild and crazy hijinks of the season. Oh, and I did notice, I did forget that um, few members, few cast members of that 70s show appear on Grounded for Life because the actress that plays Lily, she appeared in a couple episodes of that 70s show, really minor parts. And I guess because they were being filmed at the same time in the same studio, so I guess they'd pop over. And then another thing I read was that when we get the flashbacks to Sean and Eddie when they're young, their bedroom is Eric Foreman's bedroom from that 70s show. I didn't watch 70s show, but I did, I did when watching the behind-the-scenes stuff for the DVD. For season two, yeah, they did mention that that '70s show and Grounded for Life were real, literally next door to each other, mm-hmm. so it wouldn't be uncommon for cast members to go back and forth between the two studios. So, yeah, because in the first episode of season two, the car gets stolen and this and that, and they go to the skeezy junkyard that's being run by um, Danny Masterson. Name? Yes, Hyde. And man, what a disappointment he turned out to be. <laughs> I thought he nailed that part. I thought that was that was perfect. I well, thought yeah. he did a heck of a job. Well, his role in the episode, yeah. I mean, the actor in real life, what a disappointment he ended up being because he's like a Scientologist and then slapped with uh, rape allegations. And I think he's been sentenced or going to be sentenced. Oh, I didn't hear about any of that. Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah. And this was all a few years ago, but... We're not here to talk about Danny Masterson. I was going to say, we're going to kill the conversation. Yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> what I do. I'll start a conversation and then I'll kill it. Yeah. 
but yeah, so season two, I enjoyed. I mean, I love this show. Like I said before, I love this show. I love this family. A couple of things that just kind of stood out is let's talk about Brad for a second because we get a little bit more Brad in this season than we did last season. And yes, I just, I love his nerdy little ass and he's just, he's like hyped up horny all the time. And it's, and you even start seeing like the hormones kind of kicking in with uh, Jimmy. So my question is, you know, you as, as a man, as a Uh-oh, boy, here we go. like, are y'all really that amped up around those ages? Like, is it just that <laughs> uncontrollable? Like, Brad's all beeping down Claudia's shirt and trying to get her to flash him and all this stuff. Like, honestly, you know? yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I guess I'm not going to lie. I mean, as a boy, you know, and, and obviously it, it was different back when I was growing up because we didn't have the internet where boobies could just be a mouse click away. You know, you actually had to find your old man's dirty, por- uh, dirty magazine stash and use that. Or heaven forbid, if your mom got a subscription to Victoria's Secret or something like that. I mean, that's pretty much about the best you had. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, okay. It's not like nowadays I can just, you know, click on, click a mouse and just get anything I want. And all right, I've seen a boob. Now I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I guess I don't, I'm not super surprised by that answer, but yeah, I'm just like, wow, these kids are like, they are. But it's not, amped. but it's not like I was like Brad in the one right. episode where, you know, I'm buying a 12 pack of condoms, hoping to use them all in one night. <laughs> you know, it, it wasn't anything like that, but you know, you're at the mall and some lady's bending down and, you know, trying to find a, the right sweater and her size and the right color and her, her blouse is, you know, open a little bit, you know, as a kid. Hell yeah. I'm <laughs> looking around seeing. Okay. Clarification received. <laughs> I, <laughs> like all I could think was like, God, he's just, he's just no filter. There's no control. But I, I let him get away with it because I think he's adorable. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, he's, he's a dweeb, you know, so you know the opportunities for, for, I don't want to say, how do I want to say it? Socializing with women is, is a huge, is it, the opportunities aren't in abundance. I'll put it that way. There you go. <laughs> yeah. And so this, you know, we talked about last time about how the episodes are all out of order and, you know, again, we see that with season two because it's, it almost seemed like, cause we get, so there's, you know, Brad and Lily, their neighbors, and a little flirt, sometimes a little flirty, not necessarily flirty. She's never really that flirty with him, but she definitely like kind of uses him. Oh yeah. But then she's got, you know, her hunky public school boyfriend, Dean. And it just seemed like, like in one episode, like they're together, her and Dean. And then a couple episodes later, you don't really get that. And she's hanging out more with Brad. So I don't like it when they put the episodes out of order because then I get confused, but. Yeah, I think that was something on Fox actually. Not, like, not even the writers or, or anybody directly to do with the show. I think it was the people, the heads up at Fox decided that this is the way they wanted to do it. So, cause even Bill and, Bill and uh, Martin, the two guys that created the show even mentioned that in and some of the behind the scenes stuff too, that Fox was really kind of putting their hands in this and really kind of not screwing it up purposely, but they just 
they weren't letting the 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 writers and stuff do what they wanted to do fucking fox yeah always fucking shit up getting their sticky little mitts into everything what else oh yeah so with brad and that little love triangle we got her hunky little public school boyfriend dean who we meet because he sean and eddie need a drummer so they can perform at claudia's friend's wedding and that episode the the one part about that the one line that just really cracked me up was when sean realizes that lily's got the hots for dean and he's going watching her watch him and everything and then he remembers when claudia would be when they were younger and they'd be playing claudia would be in the audience and like flashing her boobs and everything and so sean doesn't take to it very well that that his daughter has now the the quote groupie gene (laughs) (laughs) which i don't know why that cracked me up so much but it did (laughs) like huh like well timmy's probably glad we didn't have girls and and once again that scene when when he gets the idea of 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 lily being the uh getting the groupie gene and she lifts her shirt up i'm like come on man i thought she was still supposed to be in high school like right uh, come on like that it's it goes back to the conversation we had about season one when she does that whole dance and the talent show like mm-hmm. she's supposed to be in high school come on now she's supposed to be i think she's still only like 15 in this season or maybe 16 without a license you might be right i think 16 yeah so i i agree that that point that moment i was just kind of like oh she's supposed to be 15 or 16 and then there was another just another episode i was watching and she was in her school uniform and her skirt got a lot fucking shorter. Oh lot- yeah, I got a oh. note on that too. I was like, that that's definitely not regulation. No, how did Sister Helen allow that? Why <laughs> Well, remember at one point she didn't. Mm-hmm. I don't I was that this season? I don't I've got everything down by episode, so yeah, season I know season one they did the whole skirt thing. That's what it was. Because I think that's how is that how he ended up with having anyways it doesn't matter yeah the skirt thing happened in season one and then season two it's a lot lot short, shorter and i was just like jesus christ it did not need to go that short yeah it, yeah and this was and this ran in syndication on abc family too i just want to throw yeah. that out there so but it's like i think early 2000s teens young adults females were really into like there was a lot of like the short short skirts going around I kind of remember I had a couple <laughs> they're long gone by now but no my skirts all had to be regulations so were they down to your <laughs> <laughs> I will say you do look very respectable in your skirts <laughs> well thank you and so while we're talking about kind of Lily at the towards the end of the season they have a funeral for um Sean's cousin who is played by Ashton Kutcher Kelso from that 70s show uh, I'm just going to call him Cousin Kelso because I don't remember what the character's name was. And they're at the funeral and there's a guy and he's just really sad that Cousin Kelso's gone. He can't even believe it, blah, blah, blah. And Lily's sitting there trying to comfort him. And then they start making out. All I could think was like, don't make out with people you don't know at a family function. <sighs> don't. And and I, and I got to tell you, that's 
that episode was probably the one I hated the most in this season. Really? First off, first off, I, I, first off, I can't stand Ashton Kutcher as a, as a person, as an actor. I can't stand him. I just, I hear the name Ashton Kutcher in a movie or show. I'm already disinterested. <laughs> Fair enough. But, and then, yeah. And then you're watching that episode though, too, in the, in the secondary storyline with Lily. And you knew there was going to be some sort of, you know, oh, it's your second cousin or something like that, making out, finding attractive. You, you just kind of saw it coming. Mm -hmm. I really felt that that one was just a really bland episode for me. The only takeaway that I got from that episode was, you know, Sean, all Sean wanted was to truly honor his cousin's dying, like his cousin's wish in death. Because in the flashbacks, we see, you know, cousin Kelso being like, you know, when I die, you need to, I want to be cremated, come up here on the water tower, which I chuckled at because in that 70s show, Kelso's always up on the water tower. And he's like, you know, and throw my ashes. But, you know, Walt, of course, and, you know, he wants, they got to do the, the traditional funeral wake and everything. So I just, I, I really admired like Sean's just drive to do the one thing he knew his cousin really, 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 really wanted him to do. And it's just, I guess I maybe looked a little too deep into that one of like, you do, do you do what's traditional and kind of what's expected? Or do you truly honor the deceased's wishes and do what they wanted? And so it was kind of nice to see that by the end of it, Walt had come around and they were all up on the, on the water tower uh, to dump the ashes. I thought that was nice, but with Lily, and, and to me, that, oh, go, oh ahead. go ahead. No, I was just going to say, it shouldn't be that hard to respect somebody else's wishes, like whether they're traditional or not. Like if you want yours traditional, then they'll be traditional. But if I want something crazy and outlandish, it better be crazy and outlandish. It's not that hard. Right. Right. And maybe this is where we see some of that, you know, cause last time we talked about, you know, their Irish Catholic background upbringing and everything. And maybe, you know, Walt kind of being that more old school was a little bit more tied to doing the, the traditional thing and maybe didn't, cause I mean, he eventually came around, which was nice, but, but I agree. Yeah. It shouldn't be that difficult. And just like any sitcom, if there was just proper communication between the oh characters, <laughs> Oh I get like gosh. that when I watch um, Three's Company. Because oh, all that show that is, show. oh, I love that show too, but all it is is just them not talking to each other. <laughs> and misunderstanding and miscommunications. It's somebody overheard something and then every, out of and context, they forget, yeah. out of context, that it just, <laughs> then it's John Ritter tripping over the couch. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which, oh. don't get me wrong, I'll take any day of the week. Right. Yeah. Oh, rest in peace, John Ritter. Damn right. Yeah, so Lily's making out with this dude, and she finds out later that, yes, it's, his, it's her cousin, but cousin by marriage. And so she's like, okay, well, we're not blood-related, so I'm going to call him up. And at the same time, it's like, okay, so who are you with? Are you with Dean, not with Dean, in between, whatever. But then Claudia actually, tells... Actually, I was actually going to say, this was one of the episodes that was filmed in the first season. Okay. So, oh, no, yeah. not this one, not this one. Sorry. My apologies. That's all right. Well, yeah, because like Jimmy's even like, well, don't you have a boyfriend? So I think she's supposed to be with Dean. But anyways, Claudia's like, well, that's, it is your cousin by marriage, but he married our cousin, your cousin. And then 
Lily's like, well, are they happy? And all I could think is like, first of all, you're like 15, 16 years old. And at best, he's maybe 18. Yeah. Maybe at best. And it's like, and they're married. What the fuck? <laughs> I, I still I just don't like the way the entire series goes about the way they portray Lily kind of as a not as a sexual person or uh somebody who wants to go out and meet boys, but it's like her age and the way she goes about it just doesn't seem to fit very well for me. Yeah. I don't know if you, if it comes across, because we talked about this last time and that it, it's a little uncomfortable seeing and hearing some of the lines that come out of her mouth, even like maybe at the time I didn't think so much of it, but now as I'm older and it's like, you know, you're a kid, you know, right? Like mm-hmm. you shouldn't really be doing that. And I feel like for me, it's all, it's all age. Like for me, I'm just, I'm older because I don't recall having these kind of hangups or anything with it when I was first watching it back in early, mid 2000s. And, but now it's just, yeah, some of it's just kind of like ugh, a little, little cringy, a little uncomfortable. So maybe I mean, they're it's- not- and they're not, it's not like they're coming at you, you know, every episode. It's, it's an episode here and there, like right. once or twice a season, it comes up. So, yep. Yep. But it just, yeah. But since it's so infrequent, it just does kind of takes you back a bit. Like just, Oh, that was not the line I was expecting or something, but. And there was another episode where in season two that even the cop, even the Bill and Martin and Richard and Lily, uh, Lindsay Bartleson is her real name. They were doing commentary and they were talking about how Lily's boobs were like the first thing to enter a scene. Oh. And I was and I was like, if that's the first thing you're noticing, can we not fix that? Right. Or why are you commenting on? It? I mean, I know that I think the commentary was done like when she was 25 or 26, so the joke, you know, whatever. But yeah, but you're they're talking still about talking. a girl. Yeah. A young girl's body. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's come on guys. Well, and I think that it's also just a sign of the times too. You know, it, it really wasn't that long ago, but in terms of everything that we've learned, like societally, <laughs> if that's a word socially, like we've learned since then that these things are not okay. Like, especially in like kind of a family friendly sitcom, you're just kind of perpetuating this idea and these these images and, and thoughts and everything. Um, so, cause there's still, yeah, some of the, some of the language used and even some of the jokes, there's still a couple of jokes um, at the expense of like trans people, which nowadays. Oh, that's a hot button issue right now. Yeah. Huge it, over in the UK too. Oh, is it? Is it oh, God. Like really big it's there? Bad. It is, it is a huge, huge deal over there right now. I've been following it a little bit the last couple of weeks. So it's, it's, a, it's, if you've got, if you really want to see some trash in the world, just go to Twitter and, and look up trans stuff in the UK. And it is just, it, it's heartbreaking to read oh, some of that no. stuff. Oh God. Just folks, can we just exist and let people do it? As long as they're happy, healthy and doing it with happy, healthy, consensuating. That's not a word. Um, fuck. Yeah, we can make it one. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's all consensual adults doing consensual adult things. Who gives a fuck? Live your life. 
Let other folks live their lives. Get your nose out of their shit. Yeah. It, well, it goes a lot deeper than that too over yeah. there too. So it's, there's, like I said, if you really want to see some really bad stuff and just have no faith in humanity, just check out that stuff that's going on in the UK. And yeah, you, your heart will just break. So no, oh, no. Well, thanks for the warning. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be sure to stay away from that kind of shit. Cause Oh my God. Okay. Um, but, uh, cause yeah, the joke was, if you can even say it was a joke. So they're, they're going up against sister Helen again in the episode. And there's like the outside sign, the church sign or whatever. And Jimmy rearranges the wording. It was, and I wrote this down. This was the episode. Swearing to God, I believe was the name of the episode. Okay. And it's, it's called, what are they called? Anagrams where you take yes. the letters and you rearrange them. So the original line was a stranger is just a friend you haven't met yet. And then he changes it to you just angered a hefty transvestite man. So. Eh. And it's like, well, from my point of view, it's not anything overtly offensive and you know, other people can view it differently and view it that it is more offensive. And, and I totally get that. I just felt like, you know, again, a sign of the times where nowadays in a scene like that, they could have figured anything out and not have to go with hefty transvestite man. Yeah, they could have they could have picked any other sentence to use mm -hmm. and made it something and made it something else to be a little more funny. That it wasn't even that funny. It wasn't, but I will give props to Sister Helen because when she's like, you know, when Sean, her and Sean are kind of talking about it and everything, and he's like, "Well, you're infringing on Jimmy's freedom of speech." She has a line, something along the lines like, "Well, I don't think his freedom of speech." Where is it? Um, Jimmy's right to deface my sign with a crack at crossdressers um, does not constitute freedom of speech, something along those lines. Yeah, it was so, not the founding fathers had in mind. Yeah. So on one hand, it's kind of like, I guess on one hand, it's like, I felt like Sister Helen kind of got it. But then again, sign of the times and terminology crossdressers really isn't used nowadays, as, as far as I know, is, is what I'm aware of. Uh, it apparently it still is, but there's a, there's a huge difference between trans and cross. So, but can I, can I just say that I don't think it's a really good idea to be saying on a sign on a church that a stranger is just a friend you haven't met. Because mm -hmm. all I can imagine is some guy in a van with no windows rolling up outside that damn church and goes, well, I'm not, you just haven't met me yet. I could be your friend. And here I got all this candy. What a, what a absolute stranger do that right like look I'm like, just I, your I new just, friend yeah I just I just kind of like oh that's probably not something you should be teaching these kids right there yeah probably not I just thought that was kind of funny <laughs> so last time we recorded we talked about there was like a brief mention in one of the episodes of Lily telling Jimmy that he looked gay because he had like animal face paint and how within that episode it wasn't really discussed more or anything you know jimmy just wanted to wash his face off he felt really self-conscious or whatever and that was kind of it for that episode um in in this season we we see sean's um uncomfortableness with 
gay people with a gay man. He finds out a coworker is gay. They happen to be at um, the Action Park on Gay Day. Action Mountain again. Action Mountain. And which I thought was interesting, not the fact that there was a gay day, but that gay day, they were all wearing white t-shirts. Yeah, I wrote that down too. How is that a uniform? White t-shirt and, and jeans. Like, I was like, what the hell? Like maybe a button or something with it, you know? Yeah. I would I would have been like, all right, I have the button, you know, it's like the it's like that, you know, ham, you know, last nail in the coffin, but just white t-shirt and jeans. It's like it's it's the summer in New York. You're at a crowded area. The white reflects the light, so it'll keep you cool. Jeans are just practical. Just I I don't know. <laughs> I thought that was pretty weird too. I thought it was just kind of interesting. And then, you know, obviously to set up the episode, Sean's in a white t-shirt and in jeans. And I'm like, you know, he wears like the white tank tops throughout the series. But I don't think I really recall him in just like a plain white t-shirt out doing stuff with the family. So like I said, just to set up the episode and everything, that's what they had all the gay men wear for gay day and what they put Sean in to put him in that kind of more uncomfortable type situation. But then he runs into his coworker uh, who he then finds out is gay and then tries to be like overly okay with it to the point where he's not okay with it. And so they invite him over to dinner because Sean accidentally outs his coworker at work, which I understand within the context how that happened and the character and everything, but, and props to Sean to want to try and make it right and invite Paul over to let him know that that's what happened before Paul found out at work. But I was like, yeah, you don't, don't out your coworkers. You don't out your, out the people, you know. Well, so at the beginning of that episode, so Sean, so Sean's there at the, at the park wearing the white t-shirt and the jeans but it's later revealed that he's worked with this guy, Paul, for four years, and Paul didn't know that Sean was married? Like, that's four years they worked together. Like, I can't imagine working with somebody for four years and not at least knowing something about their relationship status. And I thought that was really weird. That is kind of weird because, yeah, it's, you know, when you're a parent and you have kids, you know, we've seen Sean having to take days off to do stuff with the kids, sick days or whatever. So it's, those kind of things aren't really, you know, a secret. <laughs> you can't really keep kids a secret, especially well, I mean, when plus, you're as active as they are in their kids' lives. Yeah, and I was just gonna say that too, that, you know, if, if, if this is a coworker of yours, you're seeing them for about 40 hours a week, five days a week, you know, all year long, you're going to be talking about some sort of home life. I can't imagine that this never, ever came up. Like he didn't tell a story about what his wife did or what his kids did or anything like that. I, mm -hmm. it, it just didn't make any sense to me at all that he didn't know. Yep. So maybe they really weren't close coworkers even where they worked enough together to share that kind of stuff because Paul is like, well, he's like a couple of other guys knew, but you know, Paul never told John. Sean's like, well, why not? And then I just love the look Paul gave him. Like, are you fucking serious? Look how you're <laughs> behaving. So maybe it's just as simple as, I don't know. But either way, I thought they did. I, I really kind of liked that episode in the sense that 
I think there's a lot of folks out there even then and now that are like Sean, um, where they may think or feel that they are totally fine with other people's lifestyles, but when actually like confronted with it, or maybe not confronted with it, but when they, that sounds too aggressive, but when they come kind of face to face with like a real life kind of situation, a real life gay person, all of a sudden they just, they don't know. They're more hyper aware of everything that they say that they're doing and kind of bungle it. You know, they're like, it's like they're overthinking it. Like just keep talking. Like to gliss. Like, yes. Yes. Like gliss. So I did, I did like that. And I did kind of like the fact that Sean was portrayed as a bit of that uncomfortable, maybe because they do call him a homophobe. I don't know if I'd, I don't know the true definition. So I don't know if I personally would call Sean a homophobe because it's not like, hating or violent or anything he's well, just, isn't pho- isn't phobia just fear just a so fear? It, he could just be have a fear of it doesn't mean he doesn't like them that's true just, could just be fear i guess in the context i've always heard homophobe or even how i use it it's to describe people that are afraid of it and also aggressive about it yeah it may it, its context may have shifted a little so uh, but yeah i, I, I actually did, wrote down oh go ahead oh i was just gonna say just kind of wrapping up my thoughts on that episode specifically i liked it and i like that they actually kind of took a took an episode to address it and you know a, a to- that topic so and i thought they did a pretty good job with it all things considered so i wrote down in my notes that this episode aired on march 27th of 2002 and my note next to it was is outing somebody for being gay a big deal now or is it just as bad as it was back because I understand back then why it would have been a big deal back in 2002 but I'm starting to think like if if it happened now would anybody even really care I mean I guess depending upon where you are I think it just really comes down to like the individual if the individual you know gay person hasn't come out at work because they don't want their coworkers to know for whatever reason then to out them, I think, yeah, that is, that is not good. That is still frowned upon. And it, it, especially if you like, whatever the intent was in outing that person, was it malicious or was it just bumbling Ooh, word point. vomit like Sean, good where point. Sean was thinking or trying, thinking he was trying to do the right thing, you know, cause at first he's like, you know, Hey guys, let's cool it on the gay jokes, trying to be sensitive to that. And then they're like, oh, why? Who's gay? Is it you? Blah, blah, blah. Is it this person? And Sean being Sean, just let it all out. So his intent was not malicious, but it was still inappropriate. And it was cool that he was going to let Paul know that he done fucked up. So I think that still kind of rings true. And with everything, hopefully, that we as a society has learned over the last eight years, that these things would not be done intentionally we know to respect people's decisions and choices in and out of the workplace well That's point. My i like that thanks and because they also had another joke in there like which is gay or couscous or risotto oh yeah when they started doing that with the food which i kind of thought was a little funny and i had to think about it i've never really had either so i've had couscous i don't think i've had risotto but i, just I haven't know- had either i don't even know what they are i don't really know what they are either but i know i like couscous (laughs) and i know gordon ramsay cooks a lot of risotto and he's always yelling at people when they fuck up their risotto that's all i know 
Yeah, that, that's about all I could tell you about that. The only other takeaway, I, I, I do have one other point, but I'm going to try to lump that in with something else a little bit later. But can I just mention how stupid it was to have gay day on a Sunday? Like there's <laughs> kids running around, you know, you could have picked a day during the week when there's no kids. Well, it, I mean, I know what the, I know what they were trying to do, just be out, you know, yeah. to, to do that. But I'm like, it, there's kids around. You're going to have to wait in line a lot longer. You're I mean, these kids are going to be coughing on you and stuff. It's like, yeah. why don't you go during the week? No Take shit. a day off so you can get, get in the rides a lot more. I, that's, that was, that's, that was my idea. <laughs> and not, and not to like, say, oh, gay people can't be around kids or with families. It's just like, if I'm going to an amusement park, I'm not going to go on one of the busiest damn days. I want to sure. ride the rides. Absolutely. It was, it was just a thing of practicality for me. So I, I wrote that I get down. Ya. I get you. Yeah. Cause kids are loud and they're sticky and oh, kind of gross. I hate, I hate sticky. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, I hate sticky. Yeah. So gay day at action mountain, I thought was a good attempt. I thought it, I was really well. hoping to see that security guard from season one. Yes. Hair plugs. <laughs> yeah. Hair plugs. I was hoping I was like, to see him, but I was like, how'd they get back in? <laughs> hair plugs must have the day off. Maybe that's why they had to go on Sunday. The finities. Oh, the finity. Oh, I'm talking like, yeah. I'm, yeah, oh, yeah. Anyway. But it was nice to see Claudia feel really comfortable around a whole bunch of guys in that episode. You know, she's jumping in the bouncy house. She's having a blast. She's like, I'll catch a ride home. She felt safe and, and secure because we do see that she is, she does get sexually, you know, cat called and, you know, comments made and everything um, at her, towards her. We see the flashbacks to when she was younger in high school and not wanting to do the jumping jacks because the boys along the back wall were just ogling her. So again, yeah, boys are always pervy, but so it was nice. I was happy for Claudia in that moment where she felt safe to jump around in the bouncy house with a bunch of other males and not feel self-conscious or anything. She just got to have fun that day. I was happy for her. Oh, I was going to say on that note, yeah. do you want to then discuss her boobs? Let's, let's talk about her boobs. All right. Cause that boobs. was, that was an episode. Yes. I'm trying to remember. It was like the boxing is. one. Cause Lily, yes. had, Lily started yeah, because that's the that's where she gets we get the flashback to Claudia being younger and yeah. Eddie said knock you out was the episode if that helps. Because oh, yeah. I, 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 that was the one I only got a couple notes for this, but do so, so since you asked me since I was a teenage boy at one point, <laughs> I'm gonna ask you this. Do women really judge each other's boobs like they did in that episode? Absolutely. Really? I okay. yeah. I I know I've been especially when I was younger and everything, definitely judgier and maybe a little jealous. Um, but, you know, I'm older now and I really don't give a fuck <laughs> about well, other that's people's That's what I was boobs. thinking too. It's like, these, these are older women. They've all had kids. A lot of them are teenagers at this point too. It's like, isn't this something that would have been long gone? You would think so, but I think women can always be bitches. Men can always be childish little boys. So I think it's for some, for some women, it's probably harder. And since the two women that were um, kind of talking shit about it to Claudia was uh, Mrs. O'Keefe, 
kind of their yes. neighbor, their nemesis and her best friend or whatever. So it was really just coming from these two people that they already don't get along with. So for them to continuously make digs at her, at Claudia for her body, just kind of tells me they're just a little jealous, self-conscious or not self-conscious, but just jealous. Um, you know, cause yeah, even Claudia, she's like, I shouldn't be, have to feel ashamed. And you know, she doesn't, she wears, she dresses how she wants, maybe a bit more revealing for, for some comfort level, some people's comfort levels than others. But I'm I fine thought, with it. Yeah, I'm fine with it. I thought she rocked the hell out of early 2000s fashion. The oh, giant yeah. um, platform flip-flops that she's always wearing. I don't miss those. I don't miss those. But she rocked it. But yeah, women can be, and I remember in like, See, and this was like an elementary school. I had a friend, um, she's tall, blonde, slender, big boobs. Her boobs came in before like anybody else's. And I'm sure I had, I played a part even as a friend to make her feel even more self-conscious about it, um, which was a bad thing to do. But in my defense, I was in sixth grade, so... <laughs> Yeah, and these women are in their forties. Yeah, I'm willing. I'm willing to give a lot of concessions when you're younger because you just don't know any better. But mm -hmm. there are some times where I'm just like, "Come on, man." Yeah, and I guess even now, if I see a woman and if it if she's got nice boobs and they're up where they should be in gravity and in motherhood, haven't dragged them down, <laughs> then you know what? Good for her happy for her, a little jealous. And so I think as humans, when we're a little jealous, we see something on someone that we admire, kind of want to covet in a sense, we have to take them down a peg. So we feel better. <laughs> you got to blow out their candles. So your sh yours shines brighter, right? <laughs> right. Exactly. So it's like, yeah, she might have great boobs, but her toes and her open toe shoes just look fucking gnarly. So <laughs> That's what it's like to be a bitchy woman. And so then the, uh, the other note is, so that the premise of that episode is that Sean threw a boxing tournament fight to help his brother out of debt. And so to, so to repay what Sean did, Eddie fixes it so that O'Keefe goes down in the fight so that he can win the tournament. And they, in that first round, all they do is just stand around and, and dance with each other because O'Keefe is trying to get him to hit him so he can go down. But Sean already knows that if he hits him, the fight's rigged. Mm -hmm. And so they're dancing around. And so I wrote down in my notes, I'm like, why wouldn't you just get DQ'd? And as soon as I finish that sentence, the second round starts and O'Keefe punches Sean on the balls. And I'm like, well, there it is. <laughs> I was like, I forgot that that had happened. And then they just keep going. No, keep the fight going, keep the fight. And so then for the whole that round, all they do is just keep punching each other in the nuts. Yes, and I forgot about that. And that part was hilarious. And yes. I watched that one with Timmy and we were just cracking up. And there was like the final nut shot, nut blow to each other. They're both laying on the ground, kind of laying opposite of each other. So heads are by the feet. And they both take one last swing at each other and hit each other in the nuts. And for some reason, I just kind of had like a Rockies, uh, a Rocky moment um, where 
he's at the very end, you know, when he's like uh, in the second one, I think, right? And he's fighting Apollo, just a fun, fun bout with Apollo. And they're all like, ding, ding. And then they charge each other in the ring and it freeze frames. And that's the end of the movie. I think that's the second one. For some reason, that's, <laughs> that is what popped in my head when they simultaneously punched each other in the nuts. I was like, oh, it's like Rocky and Apollo. <laughs> but yeah, that the was only other, The only other note I have for that is, I got to tell you that Gregory, I think his last name's Jabara, the guy who plays uh, O'Keefe. Mm -hmm. I love him. I think he does an absolute fantastic job in that role. I wish there would have been more of him. Yes. And he, he's the second uh, O'Keefe. That is true. Yep. In the pilot, in the first episode, pilot episode, or what ended up being the first episode of the series, I think we meet O'Keefe, but it's a different actor. Yeah, I wrote it down. That might actually be in my season three notes that I wrote that down. Because I believe he was in something else and I wrote that down. Yeah, I don't even remember who. I wrote it. I know I wrote it down. Something. Was. It was something Barnkirk or someone was his last name. But I can't remember his first name. Hmm. Anyway, but yeah, I'm glad they got the the actor that they did because he's he's good. He's good as he's just he's really good at that just kind of smarmy, just assholey face demeanor. I don't know, but he was a good pick to go. Oh yeah, the way the way his tone is and the way yeah. he talks, it's yeah. always so sarcastic. Like you just want to punch him in his face. Oh, totally definitely punchable face <laughs> definitely um i want to i want to kind of talk about the episode one of my favorite episodes i guess um of this season was when we find out uh claudia is uh her uncle is in the mob ah because you know he sean and eddie get they they go to uncle saul Claudia's uncle for some help on some stuff in the backyard, like the, the plumbing, plumbing got all backed up or something. And um, so they call uncle Saul to try and help him out, get a good deal. Cause he's uh, in construction negotiations or something like that. Very stereotypical. And then well, wasn't it Vincent, Vincent. Oh, what the hell is his name? Yes. I had it written down too. And I, I did too, and I lost it. But yeah, he's in, I mean, he's, he was what? Like, he was in The Sopranos, wasn't he? I never saw Sopranos, but he's always, know. he's always in TV shows playing the Italian mobster guy anyway. Yep, yep. And, uh, but yeah, so they go, so Saul sends him on these errands, and Eddie gets it into Sean's head that, you know, Saul works for the mob, and then Saul's like, you need to take this car to this place. So then they're like, oh my God, what's in the trunk? And they end up dismantling the entire car. And then they go to the location that they were sent to and kind of burst in a room. And there's a bunch of these wise guy types sitting around in a little kitty, which they end up clipping with the car. And <laughs> they take it to the vet. The kitty's fine. They take it back home. And, you know, through the format of the episode, through flashbacks and everything, we get it all get the full story as to kind of how it all went down the whole time telling trying to tell Claudia like Uncle Saul's in the mob and Sean's throwing out these you know he's like well she's like well how do you know he's in the mob and he's like because he made me an offer I couldn't refuse 
And I love it when Sean freaks out and he yells. <laughs> and, and a side note, he's had, he had a couple of really good, just like rants, like angry rants in this season, which I love. Um, so Saul comes to the house cause he's got to get the cat. Cause it's, um, Oh shoot. Whose cat was it? Like fat Vinny's or someone's cat. Yeah, I think, oh, I think fat Vinny sounds about right. Fat someone's cat. And yeah, so he's like, you're the one, you guys are the ones that hit fat, fat Tony or fat, whatever, fat guy's cat. And he's like, oh, you're going to be in big trouble. Kind of makes these like veiled type threats. And Claudia's like, you know, they say you're in the mob, Uncle Saul. Is that, that's not true, is it? And he goes, no, honey, there is no mafia. And that's when you're just like, <laughs> ah, it's totally in the mafia. And yeah. then the end of the episode, because at the beginning she's getting kind of catcalled and a bit harassed by the uh workers working on i think it's this episode and yes yeah so yeah she's she at the beginning of the episode she goes out and takes like some lemonade to the guys that are working on the yard on the plumbing and everything and they're just like oh yeah you know like stir it with your finger go slow or whatever and just being pigs and so at one point, mm-hmm. even before the big reveal that Uncle Saul is, in fact, in the mafia, there was a shot where uh, Claudia and Lily are standing at the back door, catcalling and harassing the worker. So I liked that part. Like, yeah, way to flip it. I wrote that down, too. I wrote that down, too. That was a nice yeah. little flip. But then at the end of the episode, when the workers are cleaning up and loading the truck up, they're trying to be turds about it and like, yeah, yeah, we'll be back for this, whatever. We'll be back whenever. Claudia's like, do you know who I am? Do you know who my uncle is? Saul Bustamante. And right away, they're just like, all right, guys, get it on the truck, get it on the truck. And she's like, and I have an old chest freezer in the basement. And he's just like, he's like, you just go ahead and make a list, ma'am, and we'll get it all taken care of for you. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> mafia princess. <laughs> well i was like hell yeah girl use that use that more the only the only other thing i wrote down for that to go back to a previous point is brad trying to peep at lily yeah in the shower because she has to go over to his place to use the shower because their water isn't running now i've never gone to that extent to to check to check out a girl really like his parents don't keep him on any kind of leash the o'keefe's just let (laughs) Brad run around and perv all over town. <laughs> I guess I I don't know, but yeah, I gotta tell you that's not something I ever did. Well, that's so, good. I have not done that either. Full disclosure, we're gonna be fair about this. So, <laughs> um, Vincent Pastor, the actor. Yep, I just found I I just found that too. So, yeah, that's just another one of my favorite episodes. I I've always I always kind of like like the mob stories and movies and stuff like that so it's just another another thing i find entertaining and interesting was there any other episode because i mean i still got pages of notes is there anything yeah is there anyone thing that you want to talk about well there is one episode i really want to and it's it's not huge but it it had a lot of continuity errors for me that i had i just wrote Mm. along wrote down a lot of this stuff I shouldn't say a whole lot of continuity errors, but there were two that really pissed me off. And it was the episode, is she really going out with Walt? Ah. The one where uh, Richard really 
takes up bowling only to find a woman that works mm-hmm. there. And the boys find out that he's having a relationship with, with the lady yep. that works there. Who has some serious Peg Bundy vibes. She's got the red hair oh, yes. and the leopard print. So, <laughs> Kind of seems like a mafia, mafia boss's Ooh. wife or something like that a little bit, the way she's kind of got yeah, up. Yeah, a little bit. That's, that's what made me think of it a little bit. So when you was talking mafia stuff, I'm like, yeah, that kind of reminded me of that, that lady from the yeah. bowling alley. But I like in the beginning, the opening scene is where Lily's just draped over her bed, all mm-hmm. depressed. And do you remember what the name of the song is that's playing on her radio while she's laying there depressed? Oh my God. So I think it's the, I think it's Matchbox 20. And is it the one, um, uh, Step back from that ledge, my friend. The kind of anti-suicide Ooh, one, no. or did I go too dark? Y- you went too dark. <laughs> but it, it's a good guess, though. Don't get me wrong; it does kind of sound the same, though. I I'm remember not I lie. recognized it in the episode, so trying to remember, I, I, nope. That's that's the only thing that popped in my head. It was third eye blind. How is it going ah, to be? Okay. And I was sitting there thinking, if I'm listening to third eye blind, I'd be depressed yeah. too. <laughs> So just to go back to some of the stuff I said in the previous episode about music, I was, there were some times in here I was a huge music snob and this was one of them. I was like, third eye blind, just give me a shotgun and I'll take care of it myself. (laughs) Oh man. I think I still have a third eye, third eye blind CD, probably matchbox 21 too. (laughs) But you, you might have to explain that to our younger listeners if there are any, what a CD is. It's. Well, I was going to say it's like a record, but that's not helpful. (laughs) It's like a DVD, but just sounds. Do they know what DVDs are? I I don't know if everything's streaming now. I don't know. Well, they should. Blu-ray, stuff like that, I guess. So that. But it's like a laser disc, but smaller. (laughs) Laser disc. So one of the things that they were doing was when they were playing poker, I noticed that when they were playing poker, they were doing it wrong. It would kind of piss me off because they were dealing and playing to the right. Oh. And in the United States, you always deal and yep. play to the left unless it's a different type of game. So they screwed that up. I was a little pissed off about God, that. I don't even think I could deal to the right. It's always, yeah, to the left. Anyways, that would just feel so unnatural. Well, I play a game that that's... Uh, heavily played in mostly Switzerland and Germany and stuff like that. And uh, I, you have to deal to the right. They actually play to the right and everything too. So I get, so every now and again, when I'm playing Euchre, I'll screw up and deal to the right. And like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm sorry, old, old habit. But this one really pissed me off. And this, it, so Brad claims to have had a PS2 and he just got Tekken Tag Tournament. <laughs> Fine. Awesome. Love it. Love that game. Had a PS2. I didn't have Tekken Tag Tournament, but mm. I did like it. Now they go to a scene where he's there with, I believe her name is Christina, and they're rolling on the floor mm-hmm. making out. And there's all this video game equipment. And so he apparently has the, a PS2 and Tekken Tag Tournament. But the problem is, is they're using the discs on the ground are mini CDs. They're not actually even CD sized. It's a computer controller, not even a PS2 controller or one that would fit. It was the wrong instruction booklet manual. And they had the wrong gaming guide out too as well. 
you see all this stuff. It only lasts for like two seconds, but I paused it and started writing this wow. crap down. I was so mad. <laughs> I was like, we can't have this. Oh, you people, come on. Interesting. You know, and it's one thing to be like, to see the wrong console or something like that. But I mean, that's a lot. That's a lot of... Yeah, they got everything wrong. Do you on think it. that is in any way intentional to kind of maybe show what that they're teenagers, so they really don't give a fuck about playing video games and just wanting to make out? Oh, I think it's I think it's just the person who set up the scene just or who put the props and stuff out just didn't have a clue what was going on and nobody bothered to to be like, hey, you know, this isn't a this isn't a PS2 controller, <laughs> you know, this is. This is for a computer. You can tell by the USB, it doesn't have the four pegs and the thing on the for the PS2. I love that you noticed that and that you paused it and wrote it all down. I love that. That's so cool. I was even trying to get the to get the name of the uh, the uh, game guide out of it because it had a picture and I could have swore I almost recognized it, but it the the quality wasn't very good and I couldn't quite see it. So I was like, ah, I was trying to figure out what it was for. So. Damn it, Josh. Almost. Almost. I tried. No. <laughs> tried. Um, the thing that I, the only thing that I liked about that episode was the way, the way that Sean and, and Eddie reacted to Walt having a friend woman, I just thought was so cute and so sweet. It's like, they're still little boys. They're grown ass men and they're more upset. You know, they, they can't focus on their dad wanting to be happy, but still focusing on, you know, the loss of their mother, which apparently only happened like two years ago. For some reason, I always thought she had passed away like way before that. Was it two or was it four or five? I think they said two, because then I remember thinking like, so within the timeline of the series, she died like right before the series start, the series started. Okay. That would make plenty of sense then too. Well, plus with all the food that that's still left over in the freezer. Yeah, yeah, that's a lot of food. And so I just yeah. thought that was just kind of really cute and in a, in a sense that even as grown-ass men, they still just can't let their dad be happy. They still have the, the hang-up of dad wanting to be happy with someone that isn't mom. And, you know, all the fears and insecurities that go with that, you know, like, oh, replacing mom or forgetting mom and, and and all that so yeah because they because they actually even used that line that she's not going to replace mm-hmm. their mom and Richard really makes that point hammered home and I think he delivered that line really well it it, it even kind of yeah. stung me a little bit too and and I love that this show it, they're kind of few and far between but really like sweet moments between the family members and I think especially between like Walt and Sean and Eddie you know, since they're always just kind of at each other for most of the time, or talking shit, or taking digs at each other, or trying to out Christmas each other, um, it's <laughs> it's nice to see it's nice to see those little moments between those guys. And a couple other notes that I had for that episode: Eddie does tell Walt that he looks spank, so that was fun. And the actress Shannon Woodward, who plays Lily's friend Christina, she's in most recent has been Westworld. Um, but I remember first seeing her in Raising Hope. She was a love interest. Yeah, the commentators 
there was actual commentator commentator for that one. And yeah, they had mentioned that she had gone on to do a bunch of other mm-hmm. stuff. And they had said that that happened a lot with all of Lily's friends that they'd see them on the show for that season. And then these friends would get hired by other people. So they couldn't keep the same ones oh, all the time. Interesting. And, but, but then, and maybe you can attest to this, but they said something to the effect that at that age, your best friend is your best friend forever for seven months. And then it's somebody else. <laughs> well, I don't know if that's true or not. But. I, I, I think that's definitely true for me. Um, I've had many, many best friends over the years. Uh, my mom always got so mad at me because she was like, you can never, you never have the same best friend and you're always changing best friends. Well, in elementary school, our school districts, elementary school district got split. So the school that I had been going to with all my friends, the class of 99 got divided because we outgrew our school. So the dividing line was the street that I grew up on. And so everyone else that lived on the other side went to a different elementary school. And so that was all of my friends. And I had to go to the one that was closest to me. And I had to, in a sense, start over. And it was like a rival elementary school, blah, blah, blah. So I had different best friends as I grew up. Plus, you know, bitches be bitches. So I, I'm not one of those that has like a lifelong best friend. I still have friends that I like talk to and stuff like from high school, but like, we're still in contact, but I don't know that I'd go as far as to say that we're best friends now. So that's fair, but I know plenty of other women that grown women that still have their childhood best friend as their best friend. And that's awesome. I'm a little jealous and your toes look gnarly. <laughs> what else anything else you got i've got like i got said pages I've got, I've got and pages plenty, but I, I i well some of these episodes i think i like it really got to me some of the stuff so let's go to this next one i really want to talk about because i think we touched on it a little bit in the last last recording we did and that's the episode let's talk about sex henry i gotta tell you i can't tell you how much i love this one it's a lot it's a lot of fun uh, to set it up, Henry catches Sean and Claudia doing it. And this is the first thing that I can't believe happened, why you would ever do this. But it happened on Jimmy's bed in the boys' room they're doing this. I'm not going to ask you the obvious question. So I don't, no, don't want to know. No. But <laughs> The answer but, is no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not gonna, I'm not asking. I don't even want to know the answer no matter what it is. But you would think that after having three kids and knowing the ins and outs of the house, why you would even attempt to do it anywhere else other than behind a locked door is beyond me. Because they're animals, Sean and Claudia. I, I sex fiend animals. I, I, well, that's the way they're <laughs> portrayed because once once Sean explains sex to Henry in the, I guess the only way I could say it, I guess you explained it. <laughs> Away, Henry goes and starts blabbing all his friends. And I got to tell you, that school district, that school should hire Henry to teach sex ed because I guarantee he did it way better than any of those other people there were going to. I thought it was hilarious and genuine. You know, and I liked that episode because I liked, I just liked their approach, Sean and Claudia's approach to sex with their kids. They wanted to keep it 
open and honest and not stigmatize it. And, you know, hats off to them for wanting, for trying to do that, you know, and just going on, oh, it's beautiful and natural. So Henry's just going around and it's beautiful and natural. (laughs) I love that. I love that kid. I love that Henry. I love the actor that plays Henry. And I love the Henry character because there's been plenty of times throughout the series so far, just in the two seasons where I'm just like, oh my God, that's Lee. That's my youngest. (laughs) (laughs) So I kind of have a soft spot for Henry, but yeah, I love that he just was unapologetic about spreading the truth of a beautiful, natural thing adults do. Which is kind of weird though, because having Sean and Claudia going to the uh, the same school, you know that that's not the same stuff they were taught from their teachers. Right. So I wonder if it was the simple fact that Henry was talking about it the way he was that pissed him off more, more than the fact that he was talking about sex. Uh, maybe because we also see Walt being like, no, you don't ever talk about it. It's dirty and it should be dirty and never discussed. Yeah, their mom never got naked except for when Walt was in the was in the garage and she was in the bathroom and it was after dark with the lights off. How did she even have two so, boys? My God. <laughs> I don't know. But when it when it comes when it comes to the issues of sex with this particular family, I'm always really interested because the education that they got is not necessarily what they're teaching their kids. So I assume there's got to be some sort of give and take there mm-hmm. somehow and it just kind of boggles my mind like how you would or why you would even bother like knowing that that school is going to teach that sex is bad and it should only ever be done with the man on top and with all the lights off and and you have to have at least a sheet between you two while you're doing it and every all that third stuff. full like, moon and <laughs> yeah crap like that well, maybe having grown up and seeing what and having experienced what that more negative stigma to it can lead to the young parenthood, as well as, you know, FCDs or whatever, but it seemed like they're maybe a bit more concerned about that since that's that had that was their life. So maybe that was their attempt to just kind of flip it and be like, it's a beautiful, you know, don't be ashamed about it. It's it's a beautiful, natural thing and trying to keep it open and honest. So then that way, hopefully they don't, their kids don't end up in that similar situation. Maybe. I don't know. But I thought their, their approach was respectable. So I wrote down and when, when do you think, is it time to have that talk with the kids? Mm. Anybody like, hard to say it's really I think god I don't know (laughs) you know parents parents know their kids and I guess the only thing that my that I hope is that it's done at whatever age that parents decide to have any kind of sex talk with their kids that it's done you know for keep it as age appropriate as possible and just to be as honest as possible. I don't know. I feel like, cause we haven't had to do any 
any of these talks with our kids yet. So I have no fucking clue, nor do I have any clue what I'm going to say. And there's been times where the boys have asked about certain things where I wasn't comfortable answering because I couldn't think of like a kid age appropriate response. And I was just like, yeah, you're a little young. We'll talk about it in a few years or something along those lines. Just like, I don't have an answer for you right now. Go away. Go play video games. Be a kid. <laughs> don't worry about these things. But yeah, I don't, like I said, we haven't had to bridge that yet. So I got nothing. I'm not looking forward to it. Because no, I, well, I, I don't envy anybody that has to have that discussion because it's got to be awkward as hell. I mean, even being on the receiving end with my parents once, it was like, what the hell are you guys talking about? It's so awkward. Because my, my answer to that question is, is if they're, if they're asking questions about it, now is the time. Right. And like you said, maybe keep it age appropriate, but like, well, what is it exactly you want to know? Like, there, what is yeah. it exactly? And then, but don't shy away. I would not shy away no. from any, from using the terms penis and vagina and breasts right. and stuff like that. I would not, I would not shy away from it. Cause if you talk to them at an adult and serious about it, either one of two things is going to happen. I figured in they're either going to be really into it and want to know what the hell you're talking about, or they'll just be like Henry and be so overwhelmed by the terms. They'll be like, can I just go watch Scooby-Doo? Right. And just, all right, go watch Scooby-Doo then. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think that's a good, that's a good way to, to put it is if they're asking questions about it, then that's a good time to start the conversation. And yeah. I'm not saying give them a 26 point slide, a uh, PowerPoint slide with pictures and all that stuff, but. Right. And, you know, and a lot of times kids are just looking for simple answers. And if you start blathering on for too long, they have completely lost interest. Yeah. So if you're just like, well, sex is a way that two pe two adults that are in love express love to each other. Sometimes that can just be enough. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. how I get out of sex is I just blather <laughs> on until she loses interest and I'm off the hook. <laughs> wow. That's your trick, huh? I'm going to write that one down. Blather that, on until you know. <laughs> that or you just tell her the food wasn't all that good, then she gives you the silent treatment for three days. Oh. So I try to do that on a Friday so I can watch college football and <laughs> football on Sunday too. So yeah, but we know her food is awesome. So yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> so the the only other real notes I had on that is the the guy who plays the counselor that talks to Henry yeah. about, about, do you remember who that is? No, but he looked familiar and I couldn't place him for the life of me. Who is His he? name is Carlos Jackot. And I know him more famously. He's been in a lot of things, but most importantly, he is one of four people who have stopped, who have actually played a role in Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Angel TV series, and Firefly. He was in all three. There's only four other people that can say that they were. Okay. All right. So Firefly is where. Yes. He was in the first episode, but I love him as an actor. Yes. He, he's really good. Okay. So that's how I recognized him. Yeah. Cause in looking at some of these, some of the actors, IMDB is it's like, all right, like Law and Order, like four different Law and Orders, various sitcoms, an episode here and there. So I'm like, all right, I clearly have seen you in plenty of other things. It's just 
not a lot of it has stuck. So, yeah, he plays, you know, defend it number two or something right. like that, you know, something like that. But, and then the only other thing, the only other thing that I took, I took away from this episode is you were in 219. Man, I started 219. Yeah. <laughs> Just like Eddie started uh, the science knots. Yeah. Growing with, his, with his, quote, tomato plants. Well, if you want to do it the Simpson style, you can do tomaco. Tomaco, oh God. <laughs> but yeah, that whole thing, that whole thing with 219, man, it, I, 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 that kick, I get a kick out of that every time, especially the way he delivers that line. Like, he is proud of that shit. Yep. <laughs> they did kind of look like his people <laughs> like folks he would get other kids he'd get along with but yeah their reaction sean claudia and eddie's reaction to 219 i think claudia just plops down on the piano just like oh no yeah oh, i think she actually hits it and it yeah. does the whole dramatic thing and but yeah eddie I started 219 i i just loved it the way he delivers that line was just absolute Eddie's a gem. Eddie is a fucking gem in this whole show. Okay. So Timmy and I were kind of wondering, because, you know, Eddie's a little greasy. He's, he's got connections. He knows shifty, shady, greasy people, gets the tickets, can arrange things, sleeps with whoever he needs to. Like, we started wondering, you know, I think it was maybe after the, the Mafia episode too, like, who do you think... Do you think Eddie has any ties to any of the mafia, like any mafia types, or he just runs with kind of, he just knows skeezy people. Like what's, what is his deal? <laughs> I, I think you kind of nailed it on the second part that it, he, he is too, uh, how do I want to say not, I don't want to say disciplined, but he doesn't have uh, the stature maybe is the word I'm looking for to be in a mob like he he just kind of seems like the kind of guy that like you said he just ah eh, whatever he needs now and he's not working for a, an initial purpose like maybe the mob is mm -hmm. like you know, obviously they probably both probably want the most most money they can get but the mob seems to do it like in a real methodical way and eddie's like well i can i can scalp these tickets for whatever mm-hmm because doesn't he do that in this season where he scalps ranger tickets and they were for last night? I don't recall if that was this season, but there's the episode where um, the Finities come back early from vacation, kind of chases a guy out of the house, and then Eddie's got just this box that he's holding on yes. to. And then the, what, what are they, Peruvians? Um, Peruvian boys choir, That's something what like he's, that. That's Oh, because that was the episode of uh, Henry's horrible birthday party. Because then oh, he tries to yes. get them to sing happy birthday to Henry, and they, you know, don't. But Jen, I'm hot. <laughs> <laughs> so Timmy laughed hysterically because when the kids start puking in the back seat, because they're they're trying to plan a fun day at a water at the water park, it gets blown out of water. Uh, cause the credit card gets declined cause Lily yep. had to go on a shopping spree and I can't even believe Claudia gave her a credit card anyways. <laughs> um, so they're trying to think of fun things to do. So Sean and Claudia take this car full of kids into the car wash and they're like, woo, it's a lot of fun. And 
the kid starts, he's getting, he's hot. So he throws up, which triggers all the other kids to start throwing up and it stinks in there. So Claudia's just like, just roll down the window. So she rolls all the windows down. Tim's like, that would have been you. I would have been Sean pissed off. I've got puke in the front and back seat. And now my wife just rolled down all the fucking windows. So now my car is all wet. <laughs> yeah. What? Oh, I was like, that, that totally would have been me. That totally would have been me. I would not have been able to handle the smell of that much puke and would not yeah. have given a fuck about how wet the inside of the car got and how soapy. I don't care. It'll make cleaning the puke easier. I don't know about that. I don't know either. That's how I probably would have rationalized it. <laughs> but that kid, his name was Perry. I don't, they didn't have a credit for him, at least not that I could find. I could, probably could have just found it on the DVD itself, but I was like, ugh. I already went through like eight episodes at that point, and I was like, whatever. Mm -hmm. But that kid, Perry, oh my God, how his parents deal with that, I have no, no idea. Shit. Man, these city kids, I don't know. I don't know about these New York city kids. <laughs> I mean, that's one of those kids that I'd have just left him at a Chuck E. Cheese or something <laughs> like that. And, and just called it a day. <laughs> yeah, just... Pin 20 bucks to his chest and wish him good luck. <laughs> but the only other, I have a note for that episode. And do you remember it's the, it's the sequence where Claudia thinks about what would happen if Lily was out and mm -hmm. there's like all the, it's, it's a dream sequence or something like that. And, but I wrote this down because do you remember the guy that drives up and wants to give her a ride? Yeah. And he goes, here, let me just get my pants off. Yeah. I, felt like, I feel like he's actually said that more than once in real life. I, the way he does it and the look on his face, I feel like he's done that in real life. I was going to say, he does kind of look like he's done that in real life. Yeah, it that was, was, kind of it was, kind that of was so icky. And I was just like, because, <laughs> you know, like we were saying with, you know, with Lily being, you know, 15, 16 years old and how she's portrayed and, and all these things. That I felt like is very true to just, um, has nothing to do with Lily and her body or her age, but just, yeah, the fact that men are fucking pigs yeah, and they can just feel that they can just go up and say that to any female, regardless of age or anything. Oh. Like, yeah, let me take my fucking gross man. Ew. <laughs> I, I, I just, I saw the look on his face and the way he kind of like I don't know, like kind of jumps up and down in his seat a little bit while yeah. he's doing it. I'm just like, oh, you've totally done this in New York somewhere. <laughs> Maybe that's how he got the, the part. Maybe he said that to like one of the crew or maybe, you know, <laughs> and they're like, hey, have we got the role for you? Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> no, that was, that was just, oh. Oh, man. This was a, this was a fun season because yeah, there's, there's just a lot of fun stuff. The drinking while chaperoning Claudia and Sean are chaperoning a school dance and then they find their old scotch bottle because teenagers yeah, always so, can get their hands on scotch, really good bottles of scotch. So let me get this straight. They snuck a bottle of scotch into their prom or whatever the, yes. it wasn't prom was it or it's just a school dance yeah i don't think it was prom specific so they snuck they snuck this bottle of scotch into prom and they must have been there for i don't know at least a half hour an hour i by the by the way they're talking mm -hmm. 
And then Sean pulls out this bottle of scotch out of his pants. And I'm like, have you been dancing with that thing in your pants? Like, oh, and they the were close dancing. But they were close dancing. Like, wouldn't she feel that and be like, what the hell is that in your pocket? Is that a bottle of scotch in your pocket? Or are you just happy to dance with me? Well, it could have <laughs> very well been both, but, you know. It, but I was like, how the hell do you do that? I don't know. But that kind of brings up another question in another episode where uh, Claudia's caught smoking. She started smoking again after her and Sean quit yes. like 10 years prior. And, okay, so... How is this woman smoking in her house? And then not only just like, and, and no one being able to smell it or pick up on it. And then the fact that we kind of see by the end of the episode that Sean was in a sense following uh, Claudia kind of, because he was looking for her. They get home with this big armoire and he's walking through the house looking for her, calling her name, can't find her. And we see by the end of the episode, when we get Claudia's perspective, that she's just kind of like one step ahead of him, trying to sneak around the house to get outside, all with a lit cigarette. And he couldn't smell that. Yeah, that. What's wrong with his sniffer? I'm very concerned that nobody picked up on the cigarette smell. I don't care how many fans you run, how many dryer sheets you use or Lysol you spray. If you're smoking in the house of non-smokers, they are going to smell that plain and simple. Yeah. Let alone being kind of chased through the house with a lit burning cigarette. This was one of the few episodes in season two. There were actually in the DVD package I had, this is the only episode that had uh, behind the scenes commentary. Hmm. The other ones, the other ones that got moved from season one to season two, I think three or four of them had a lot of commentary to them. But in this one, um, Megan Price is so anti-smoking that when she's in that sewing room or whatever, there is a guy outside that window, one of the prop guys or whatever, who is a smoker, and he had to light all the cigarettes for her. She would not oh, wow. light them because so, she'd have to take a drag to get them lit. Yeah. She did not like smoking. Somebody else had to light all her cigarettes for her. So then they use like actual cigarettes and not just like the um, tobacco-less or... Um you know because now they can they, they've got like herbal cigarettes i guess so there's no tobacco nicotine in them but it's what some shows and movies use in place of actual cigarettes so the actors don't get addicted so yeah from what, under, still using from what i understood smokes. yes what i understand they didn't mention anything about the because they said i think they mentioned something about yeah now you can get the ones that are you know non-addictive or whatever but yeah so she's so anti-smoking she would not she had to have somebody else light them for her. You know, and you can tell that she, you know, at the very least is not a smoker because of how she held the cigarette. Like as. <laughs> as yeah. Do you know she hasn't had. Yeah. I can always, you can all like any smoker can tell the non-smokers, true real life non-smokers in shows and movies because they don't hold the cigarette in a cool way. <laughs> yeah. You can, it just looks awkward. It does. It's the way they hold like their hand. So they got like the cigarette in between their finger, uh, pointer and middle finger, but then all the other fingers are up <laughs> as well. And it's just, it's very awkward looking and it's, it drives me nuts for some reason. <clears throat> I don't know why I'm just like, that's not how you hold a cigarette. 
I'm yeah. not much of a smoker, but even I know that. Yeah. Um, the girl that played Lily in the flashback when Claudia and Sean first kicked kicked mm-hmm. the habit. Mm-hmm. That was that was. Do you know who that was? Uh-uh. That was Danny Bonaducci's daughter. No way. Yeah, they got they got her to play it because I guess Danny was a big fan of the show or something and mentioned something and. Well, they didn't have a spot for him. He said, well, what about my daughter? And yeah. I said, what the hell? So she played, she played Lily in that quick little huh. um, snippet. Cool. Ah, oh, you're this, filled with fun facts. I love it. Well, this, this was also that the commentary where they kept talking about Lily, Lily's boobs being the first thing to enter the shot. It, it just, yeah. it, the, it, even the commentary sounded awkward as hell when they said that, like, uh Lindsay Bartleson kind of giggled but you could tell it was more like a uh-huh, all right let's let's stop that now right yeah she's like huh you're talking about my my teenage body that fucking weirdos well to be fair she was 18 I think at that point yeah but still but, that's yeah yeah it's still the whole idea of it and then well the whole the other the other part of that show was was how uh Lily had butt dialed Dean saying that he was her oxygen and she couldn't live without him. Mm-hmm. And the first, and the only thing I wrote down about that whole uh, side side story was, wasn't it nice not to have cell phones back in those days when we were younger? Yes. Like you, you couldn't butt dial, you, you know, you actually, when you told somebody when you're at home on the, on a landline, that, hey, well, I'll meet you there at this point. And then you had to meet them there. Or otherwise you had to send a message somehow through somebody else, call their house. Hey, did you leave yet? And yep. Not being bolted to your phone. And it's funny because you almost kind of see that within with Lily. You know, first she's so excited to get the get the cell phone. And, you know, she's <laughs> more than happy to blackmail her mother to get to get that. And then by, you know, mid end of the episode she doesn't want anything to do with it she doesn't want to answer it it's ruined her life because of the butt dial and you're just like yep see the dangers of cell phones was presented to us in 2002 we should have listened to grounded for life yes god damn it we fucked up but having megan price come through my window wouldn't be such a worst <laughs> thing either i mean I, I don't if i'm brad i don't know what i'd have done there that's fucking brad she falls in, lands on top of him, and he's like, "So can we just take this slow, like, dude, relax, <laughs> calm down, man." <laughs> well, like, you're you're a young teenage boy, you know, your your hot neighbor just came crawling through your window. I I don't know what else to think either. Yeah. <laughs> but the only other thing there is, how sturdy was that cabinet that they bought? That thing had been tossed and thrown all over that street. They just don't make it make them like they used to, man. Armoires. Yeah. I mean, that thing was crunching and scrunching and they threw it like up over the car and everything. But I mean, at that point, I'd have just tied a rope around it, just drug it home. Yeah, no which shit. Act, which actually was right behind there was a big moving van. And it was right by the their house was right behind that moving van, they had said. Uh, <laughs> so they just put the moving van there and then shot it so that you couldn't see their house like right there that's hilarious oh and i guess the last thing i think i have i think i hit all my high notes was the nice surprise of uh steven root as claudia's dad 
Yes, I wrote that down too. Yes. I love him. That was what episode? Now I can't remember. It's episode 20. I didn't write down titles. I just have numbers. But yeah, they come and stay with Sean and Claudia for a bit. Drives Sean nuts. Drives him out of his own house to Eddie's house where he starts cramping Eddie's style, which was really fun. That, that little mini montage we got was really fun just to kind of see that little bit of reversal of Sean fucking everything up for Eddie. Eddie expecting calls. Oh, there's no Thaddeus. He's like, I'm Thaddeus. What? <laughs> so that had to have been kind of a nice, sweet revenge in a sense too. You got to hide from your in-laws, but at the same time, you get to torment your brother who's always at your fucking house. Hey, win-win. Well, I was going to say, yeah, but <laughs> okay. Yeah, this was towards the end of the season where I felt like they weren't really putting a whole lot out there right away as far as like a good storyline or anything like that. I mean, mm-hmm. it was still, it was still a great episode, but oh my God, I already hate, I already hated that song before <gasps> Summer that Nights. Epi- yeah. before that episode. And then that's all they do. And that thing, I, oh my God, that, that, that karaoke machine would have been on the road in pieces. <laughs> yeah. And then her and Brad, Lily and Brad are doing the duet and then they Ugh. smooch. Like she grabs him and like plants one on him. She just got caught up in the moment. Summer nights. That was a great episode. Yeah, that was fun. And then at the beginning, you know, it kind of starts off with them arguing about whether or not you need to pre-rinse dishes before putting them into the dishwasher. John's like, well, you don't have to. This is brand new. This is the whole reason why I bought it. And granted, I have not encountered all dishwashers in my time, but I have yet to encounter one where they don't, where you don't need to pre-rinse. I don't know. Maybe that's just my upbringing is you still pre-rinse. Just I figure sure. it's just easier. I mean, you just have the hot water, just rinse off some, some of the bigger stuff so it doesn't get caked on necessarily. It should be good to go then. Yeah. I mean, it's not like it takes that much more time. Mm-mm. But yeah, Sean was very adamant about not pre-rinsing, pre-washing the dishes. Ah, God, Sean. Donald Logue. Logue, yeah. yeah. I actually said his name the other day, and I was I knew we talked about that. Like, how do you even pronounce his last name? It's Logue. Logue, okay. Yes. So one mystery solved. Yay. <laughs> Did you have anything else? Cause I think I found one last thing I can talk about. I can just bring up quick. Well, what episode is it for? It's the finale. Okay. I want to hold on the finale for just a second. Okay. Uh, Cause I don't know. I know we talked about it and I forgot what we were going to say if we we're going to do spoiler or non-spoiler for that. But oh, yeah, I yeah. can't, I can't believe you missed a guy on a donkey on a nun or no a guy on a nun on a donkey on a horse that would be awesome to see not gonna lie i you know hats off to lily for trying to be an animal rights activist and everything but come on nuns on donkeys playing basketball yeah that sounds dope as fuck yeah i put it on pay-per-view i'll buy it oh shit oh that's what they should have been doing for the saint dennis festivals on top of like their bingo and their beer tents (laughs) i i guarantee that i'm drawing a crowd hell yeah that that church would have raised so much more money (laughs) we may have actually gotten there during the day (laughs) yeah yeah no kidding right because you're still sleeping it off from the last right (laughs) but so the guy that sells the earrings to 
to Sean, he actually comes back as a, I don't want to say regular, but he makes uh, more appearances in seasons three and four, three for sure. I think four as the bartender. Okay. So just a little heads up. So when you're watching season three and you, and you go, Hey, who is that guy? I think I've seen him before. Yeah. He's the guy that sold him the diamonds in, in that, in that episode. It's the same guy. Now I like that once it's revealed that, you know, so Sean's trying to get Claudia a nice anniversary gift after they said no gifts. And he's like, no, I'm going to get her a gift. Eddie hooks him up, quote, hooks him up. And yeah, goes to like a pawn shop and buys some diamond earrings. And then it's like immediately raided. And yet somehow Sean still has the earrings. So throughout the whole episode, after it's found out that he, that the place was raided and now Sean is stuck doing community service. As soon as I wrote down, he would not have been allowed to keep the earrings. My, my note is prison pocket. And then he's like, no, I, it's revealed that he swallowed them. Yep. Then pooped them out and then cleaned them all up nice and shiny. Like, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> but my mind went straight to like, he shoved him right up his butt. Well, you got to do what you got. Well, for expensive as they were, I don't know that I wouldn't have done the same thing. I mean, they didn't look that big. So, oh, Sean, he tries so hard. And he still loves his brother enough that he still follows him in all his shifty, greasy little plans. All right. Have we been going on for an hour and a half already? Holy shit. Yeah, pretty near. All righty. Well, then do we want to just go right into the season finale? Because I don't have too much necessarily on that. Yeah, for when it comes to the season finale, the only thing that I really have is that it's another another finale, season finale with a big Lily reveal. reveal. So in the in season one, we find out that she was born before they got married. And this season, we find out that she was born at Live Aid because Sean scored tickets. Claudia was like hella pregnant. And not only is she born at Live Aid, but Run delivers her. And then she's named after his dead dog. (laughs) So I just loved all of that. And I was like, dude, how fucking cool is that she was born at Live Aid? She's a little brat about it at first, but she she came around. I, I just thought it was funny that at the beginning when they when him and Henry are tossing the pigskin around and they knock over the trash can, which starts the, mm-hmm. the season finale cliffhanger, the, the first thing they find is a, is a Clash CD in the trash. Yes. And I laughed and I was like, that's a pretty good place for it. No! <laughs> yes, 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 yes. I'm, that's me being that music snob again. No. <laughs> yes. But to be fair though. Uh-huh. So every every song they have played so far in this series, I have I have trashed either the band or the song. Third Eye Blind. I forgot what it was last year or the last season. And then I cla- you know, I'm trashing the clash, but when Sean sings, oh, where is it? Was it the wedding where they sing the wed- at the wedding? No, not all. Oh. Reunited can can go to hell too. All right, I'm sorry, but that that song can go. But I I did like their kind of uh, more rock and roll version that they end up playing. And Eddie's just screaming, "Reunited!" Yeah, that's just terrible. <laughs> but when when they're doing, "I Want You to Show Me" by Foreigner, I love goddamn Foreigner. Oh, Thank you yeah. for finally putting a good one in there. 
So I want it. So I'm not, it's not that every song I hear, I hate. And all, all those songs, you know, all these older rock bands suck. No, Foreigner's definitely up there. And why, if maybe not my top 10, at least honorable mention. Hell yeah. So, so I'm, I'm being fair about that. <laughs> so I wanted to get, yeah, I had to, I had to put in my digs on the clash. <sighs> and then there's a line where somebody says, looks like the kind of guy that would cry watching the Muppets. And I go, have you, have you not seen the Muppet movie? The first scene when Kermit the Frog singing the rainbow connection. I mm-hmm. cry during that. Yeah. It's, it's so beautiful, especially now that Jim Henson's gone and what it mm-hmm. means. Yeah. There's absolutely nothing wrong with crying to the Muppets. Oh God. Any, any given Muppet movie. We've all cried to at least one. Yeah. Well, I even did it during the remake, or not the remake, or whatever, because they, they they did a shot where it was the guy. I this is so long ago, I don't remember the puppet's name, but the but the Muppet comes in and, and he does a scan, and there's a goddamn picture of Jim Henson and Kermit the Frog sitting there. Yeah. And I and I I damn near lost it. Yeah. I oh, but so, so in that trash can though, they find a pregnancy test. Mm-hmm. And I'm having a hard time remembering why he thinks it's Lily. Or is it just he had a suspicion? I think he just had the suspicion. I don't recall if there was anything specific other than just like, oh, there's no way that it could have been Claudia. I think maybe just his fears of Lily, his concerns of Lily kind of repeating their past. Okay. I guess is, I don't know. Yeah. Cause I don't know if I miss anything specific, but I, that was just kind of my take for, uh, for that episode, for that, for him to assume Lily. Um, yeah. So they think Lily is pregnant. They just make that assumption that it's Lily and you come to find out that Claudia's late. She has a scare. So she's trying to find out if she's pregnant or not. And at the end of the episode, she drops the pregnancy test in the toilet so she has to go to the store and get another one and I, all i could think was like okay maybe it's just how it's depicted in other shows and movies but when a woman has that pregnancy scare she isn't getting just one pregnancy test she'll get a couple maybe not the extreme as other maybe shows and movies have gone showing like wiping out like a whole shelf of them or anything from a walgreens but I got a couple for each time. <laughs> and then I still went to the doctor and peed on basically the same kind of stick. <laughs> and well, I'm sure, well, I'm sure if it came up negative a couple of times, you've been like, okay, fine. But if it's right. coming up positive a couple of times, now you're like, okay, now we got, we got to check this stuff for real. Right. Exactly. That makes sense. So when she's like, I dropped in the toilet and I have to go to the store and get another one. I was like, girl, you know, you've got another, you, I was just like, why wouldn't you have gotten at least two? I don't know. That's just me. But, but yeah, that was, I thought, the most unrealistic moment in that episode. Is that she only bought one pregnancy test? And they don't actually reveal it at the end of the episode, whether she does or not. That comes at pretty much right away at the beginning episode of season three. So yeah, yeah. If you want to ruin it, I'll let you ruin it. Otherwise, <laughs> well, I, if, if they haven't seen it or whatnot. I mean, the show's been out since, like we've said, early 2000. So um I mean, it's out there and it's right in the episode description for season three, episode one, just straight away on IMDb. So I'll let you listeners decide if you want to spoil it for yourselves. But 
I didn't really, we'll talk about it next season when we talk yeah. about next season and everything. Cause yeah, but man, I think I ended up having a hell of a lot more to say about this season than I thought I was going to. And I think there's still a few things that I could bring up. Um, but should probably get this wrapped up because I'm sure my kids are going to want to eat soon. Fair enough. Um, is there like, what were your thoughts on this season though, overall compared to the first season? Um, I mean, I still liked it. I think, especially for the rewatch going back and starting off with season one, there was just a lot of, Oh yeah, I remember this and I remember that. And it was just that fun, feeling of going back and revisiting something familiar, something that I liked. So I was very excited and very amped to to start watching the series. For this season, there's a plenty of good episodes. Clearly, we've talked a lot about different moments and different episodes, but the excitement wasn't there. And maybe because I started my rewatch a little later than I wanted to, so it felt like I had to cram. <laughs> like for a test. I was like, Oh my God, I got to watch at least six episodes tonight. So when you kind of putting it more in like a working sense, kind of sucked the fun out of it a little bit, but it was still enjoyable and I still liked it. And I've seen all of, after I finished my rewatch, I've, I realized I've seen every single episode of season one and two numerous times, but I don't think I've seen many. I don't think I've seen all of season three and I don't even know if I've seen any of season four or five. So I'm actually kind of excited to get past the the seasons that I know and get to some of the ones that I'm unfamiliar with to see what happened to the Finities down the road. So I'm kind of in that like, all right, I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm watching. Let's get to the shit that I haven't seen yet. A little anxious. And, and, and to be kind of fair, I kind of hope you haven't seen anything from season four or five because it'd be kind of interesting to hear from somebody who who's looking at it through fresh eyes. Cause I've mm -hmm. seen these things. I don't know. This, this is going to be, I don't know, my 12th or 13th time watching this series all the way through again. Yeah. So. Yeah, it'll be fun. I'm really, like I said, I'm kind of excited about, yeah, seeing some of the ones that I haven't seen before because when I went through IMDb and looked at the different seasons and the episodes and just the little images that they have with each episode, I was like, no, I don't think I like a couple here and there. I think I've seen, but for the most part, yeah, I don't, I don't think I know how the series ends. I know one of the kid actors leaves after this season. His family decided to move back home, wherever that ended up being. That wound up being out east. Okay. And that was in the fifth season that, well, we can talk, we're, I don't know spoilers for seasons three, four, or five right now. Yeah. So, so yeah. I'm, I'm excited to keep going, I guess. Yeah, to get to the ones that I haven't seen. But yeah, season two, it felt like a bit more work to get through it. But it didn't make it any, really any less enjoyable. It's just stupid, self-induced pressures. So, yeah, season one was great for me because it was 20 episodes, 20 episodes I can get through. This one we said wound up being 22 right mm -hmm. yep and so season one for you for you was 15 episodes i wound up doing 20 because that's what came on the disc i totally forgot that some of the some of the episodes got held back so i rewatched all of them again so some of the episodes i've seen more on more than one occasion 
yeah, it got to be quite a bit there, but and yeah. my biggest takeaway is that season one really did a really good job of setting up the family, mm-hmm. which I think is a huge step. Season two kind of, I feel like it's very hard for any show in the second season to bring in a whole lot that's new necessarily. Yeah. Absolutely. And like we talked about before, last time we recorded, there isn't really no overarching storyline. It's just, you could pick any episode at random, more or less, except for maybe, obviously, the season finale for this one, because they don't wrap it up. But I think in all the other uh, shows, you could just throw in any disc and pick one at random, and you'll get the whole idea of what's going on right away. Oh, yeah, totally. I mean, yeah, I think because, yeah, that's how I came upon it was, I think, yeah, through syndication on ABC Family. So, I mean, it literally was just some random episode. Yeah. And I was instantly hooked. I loved the, I fell in love with that, with the family. It's nice to be able to finally actually sit down and watch them in some kind of order. Because you never know if you're getting anything in order when you watch it on syndication. No, and I think we talked about that briefly. I don't even Mm -hmm. think it was recorded that we talked about, um, like, you know, like if, uh, if, if a show it's a half hour show but they show two shows for an hour like I think that they go in order but it's only for that time block like right. if the five o'clock show they start season one episode one and then and then the five thirty block will probably start season x on episode x and right. then they'll go from there yes I think and that's for each block I think that's how that works but don't quote me on that yeah and I've never been able to pick on pick up on any kind of rhyme or reason so yeah it's it's nice to kind of see them a bit more in order even if fox tried to go in and fuck up the order but yeah and i was gonna say even trying to watch it in some sort of order here it really doesn't matter i mean as long as you're getting it by season i think you're doing okay yeah yeah i agree well i think that will do it for us for today um yeah, I think that's all I've got. But um, thanks for thanks for joining me today, Josh. I enjoy and it. Thanks for being tolerated. I love <laughs> tolerating you. <laughs> I'm just glad I got to that level. I'm surprised <laughs> I'm not lower than that. Congratulations! It only took you this long. We've known we've really known each other how long. You're finally elevated to tolerated. Yay! But <laughs> but. Josh will be back and we'll continue our talk on Grounded for Life. We'll cover season three. Until then, everyone, stay safe and keep streaming. Bye. Bye.